We'll start from Kuvchav Chesamad Beis on the bottom, three lines on the bottom. We spoke about different things that you're allowed to do on Shabbos to help a woman give birth, which things you're allowed to do on Chal Shabbos, etc. Which came in continuation to dealing with Behemoth, fine, but that's how we got to the subject of dealing with a, a, a woman in labor on Shabbos. So now we're getting involved with different halachas involved. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Chayo, a, a birthing mother, calls a man as long as that the womb is still considered open, as we'll see soon what that means. Whether she said she needs some something done, something, some food or some care, which would require Chil Shabbos. Whether she said she doesn't need it. For any need, she, anything that she needs, because we assume that she is in a stage of sakonis nefoshis, and anything which she needs to, to, to help her would be saving her from sakonis nefoshis, and therefore, even if she says not, she doesn't know. If it's after the stage when it's considered that the womb is closed, whether she said she needs to, whether she didn't say she needs to, then you cannot be mechal Shabbos. That's this version of Shmuel's statement. Rav Ashi Masni This was Rav Ashi's version of Rav Yehuda's repetition repetition of Shmuel's statement. Marzutra. Masni Yochi Mazuta, which was the same generation as Ravashi, said over this statement differently. Omar of Yehuda, Mashmul Chayo, a woman giving birth, calls Mancha Kaber Pasuach, as long as the womb is considered open, Bain Omra Tsrihani, Bain Omra Ain Tsrihani, Mechalunul Shabbos. Fine, that remains the same. The Mechal the Shabbos, whether she says she needs, whether she doesn't, as long as it's open. However, there's a difference in the next stage. Um, if it's after the stage where the womb is considered closed, then it depends. If she says she needs something done for her, if she didn't say she needs anything, so the difference is what happens after the stage which is called the womb is closed. Could she still say, I know I need, or we don't trust her? So in Ravashi's version, we don't trust her. In Mazudra's version, we do trust her. It says the Gemara, Amalei Ravina Lemareimer. Ravina, which was the same generation as Ravashi, told Mareimer, Mazutra Masni Lekulam. Mazutra is repeating this, 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 this uh, conversation, this, this statement, in a more lenient way, that we trust the woman even after the stage which is called Nista Makeven. And Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says that uh, he, his version, the way he was told, and he repeats it, then after the stage of Nistam Akeva, we don't trust him. So Hilchasikiman, who's the Allah like? I guess it would make more sense. Rav Ashi, I mean, Ravina and Rav Ashi, they were both the conclusion of the Gemara. Rav Ashi, I guess, was like the final say. So do we follow Rav Ashi? Or do we follow Mazutra? Or do we go to Khumra? Amar Lei Sumerimer answered back, "Hilchas halacha kemarzutra." Why? Safik nefashis lahakum. The rule is whenever it's a question of sakonis nefashis, 
The answer is always if you're in doubt, save the person. Do an act, even if it's a Chilol Shabbos, in order to save the person, because he might be saving the person. That takes precedence over any other rule. And ever since Masurta is the Mekel of here, and he's the one that's saying that you're allowed to be Mechal Shams. If she says she needs, even after the stage of Nista Makaver, we follow his opinion. Now, what is that stage? When is the time that it's considered that the womb opens up, that from then you're Mechal Shams? When she's already sitting down on the place, on the bed where they would, uh, they would uh, help her give birth, then that's that's when it's considered that, that that's when it's considered sakonis uh, nafoshes. That's one opinion. Rav Huna bereid Rav From when it's, she starts bleeding. The Amrilan, some say, when she has to be carried, her friends have to carry her, she cannot walk. From that stage, is considered Sakonis Nefoshis. Now, as we said, that we follow always the lenient opinion in the Koach Nefesh. Now, each of these can happen before the other. There's no rules which of these will happen first. And therefore, if any of these happen, she's already sitting in the birthing stool in the special place where they would give birth, or it started bleeding, or she has to be carried. If one of those started, she's already considered the chayla sheyesh beisakana, and whatever she needs, you mechal shamas for. Obviously, if you're talking about bringing her to the doctor, to the midwife to give birth, then even before this stage, you mechal shamas. You're talking about any other need she has. I don't know, for her own, for her own strength, for her own health, for her own, she, I don't know, she says she needs something, or we see she needs something, she needs a drink, she needs to eat, she needs something for her own care, then she's considered a chayla sheyesh on her own from that stage. Now, how long does it go on? Oh, when is it considered the womb is opened until which stage? Three days since birth, She's considered still the womb is open and it's a constant Rav Omar, Shiva, seven days. some say, Shloishim, 30 days. So what's the conclusion? Omni Nardoi, the people in the Yeshiva Nardoi said, all three are true. Chayo, Gimel, Zayin, Valamit. These three stages are all true by a woman giving birth, three, seven, and 30. Gimel three is beinam retzrichani beinam retzrichani mechalim nolas hashabbos until three days. Regardless of what she says, we say no. We have to mechal shams. Obviously, she's in a state of sakonis nefashes. We don't trust her. We say be mechal shams. Zayin if it's seven days. Am retzrichani if she says she needs something mechalim nolas hashabbos. We mechal shams. Am retzrichani if she says she doesn't need. Ain mechalim nolas hashabbos. Basically. It's unclear. It's, it's different by each person. If until seven days she's still considered the so we trust her judgment. Lamid, however, between seven and thirty, a person generally would not be considered the until thirty, and therefore we don't trust her judgment 
if she says she really needs something and she's desperate, you could do any malacha through a goy. Why? Like Ravula is on a raviloy, the armor that he said, any choyle, it's called a choyle she'en sakon. it's not anybody who has an ache, it's talking about someone who has, is ill, and the general st- description is uh, that he has to lie, he's bedridden, she's bedridden, they have to lie in bed from their illness, or their whole body is aching, it's a those two, um, in those two options, it's considered but a person who is ill in his entire body. And then the rule is that a goy can do a malacha for them. So until 30 days, we don't have to check. We assume that she's her whole body is, is, is ill. And therefore, a goy can do a malacha, but we still assume that she's not in the state of sakonis nefashis. Fine. Um, Okay, Rav Amnuna, like Rav Amnuna also said, Dover Rav Amnuna, Dover She'ein Boi Sakona, which means to say an illness which has no Sakona, Oymir L'Nachri Va'isi, you can tell a guy to do the Molochah for you, because it's something of great need. However, it's not a Sakona, so Chachamim took away their Exodus, especially Exodus which is involving someone else, not your own actions, it involves a guy. So Chachamim lifted their gzera, and therefore you're allowed to be you're allowed to ask a goy to mechal shams. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yudah Shmuel lechayol amid yoyim. Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Shmuel that a woman who gave birth thirty days. Now he wasn't talking about shams. He gave like a very general statement. Thirty days. What about thirty days? So lechayol he obviously didn't say. That 30 days is a chilash yesh because that was a machlik is much later between Abai Rava and then Adoy. So, and, and one of them was the name of Rabbi Yehuda, which was still seven days. So he must be talking about something else. Says the Gemara, what was he talking about? Amri Nahadoy said the Nahadoy, he was talking about Mikvah. That she should not go to Mikvah. There were no hot Mikvahs in those days. And not only that, even if it's a cold mikvah, but if it's a, a hot mikvah, but if it's a cold weather outside, she can still catch a cold, and it's dangerous for her until 30 days to catch a cold. And therefore, she should not go to mikvah. Um, now, in those days, it would go to mikvah for a tiger, not only to be uh, for, to be with her husband. But Amar Rava, lo if she's toiling and she's not going to be with her husband, it's a problem because she be, can become ill from the from the cold weather. But if her husband is there, if her husband is with her, the being close together makes her uh, make warms her up, and therefore um, the, 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 that will take away that will take away the issue of, of, of becoming ill through being cold. And therefore, there's nothing to worry about. Obviously, Lamai said, consult your doctor, but this is talking about um, in times of the Gemara, and it's not the issue of uh, becoming ill from a cold. Where do we see this idea that being with her husband could could, uh, could uh, cure, could save, could protect a woman from becoming ill through the cold weather? Like the daughter of Rav Chisa, which was Rava's wife, 
Tavla begait lasin yemin. She wants tava the middle of thirty days shalay bifnei baila, and her husband wasn't in town. Vistania she became ill through a cold. They, they carried her bed her, her, as she was ill. She took, they took her in her bed to Rava the Pumadisa, which was in a different town in Pumpadisa, because they knew that that would be the cure for her to be with her husband. So at Kedikach, they took her, they transferred her to her husband. Right? The same line that the being cold is, is a danger for a woman after birth. Um, Says the Gemara, you can, you can light a fire for a woman who gave birth on Shabbos. And in the version that we have in the Gemara, it says, in the winter, which many omitted, as we'll see soon why. I guess in the, the, way, the version that we have now, it's basically saying that it's being like a typical scenario. It's cold in the winter, a woman who gave birth, you can light a fire on Shabbos. Some of know they thought, that you can only do this for a woman who gave birth, but for any other ill person, then being cold is not such a big danger. In the winter, uh, you're allowed to light the fire, but in the summer, not. Oh, so that so it says the Gemara of Eloi, this isn't so. It makes no difference for a woman who gave birth, it doesn't make a difference to any other person who is ill. Makes no difference if it's in the winter. Makes no difference if it's in the summer. Why? As we learned in a, in a statement of the Amiroim, if, if someone let blood, which was a typical practice, as we'll see soon in those days, and it became cold, which is that's a second after letting blood, you don't have your natural warmth. Your natural warmth is diminished. You can light a fire, I feel a bit Tammuz, even in the middle of Tammuz, because it's a danger to become cold. So we see it's not just a chaya, it's also other, other ill people. As Rashi says, it's a kol shiki. If when you, when you let blood that you aren't that ill, you can light a fire even in Tukufas Tammuz if you feel cold, any person who's actually ill is even weaker, and therefore definitely you can light a fire even in Tukufas Tammuz. Now, this is not so clear, La although, as Rashi says, a ill person is more ill than someone who let blood, but at least Al-Tarebbe writes that typically being cold is not such a great sakona for most ill people, especially if they have another solution, I guess, because it's not like an inner coldness, it's just that they're cold, so you can cover them with covers. However, a woman who gave birth or someone who let blood, their their temperature, the inner temperature, has diminished, and therefore, for them, you're allowed to light a fire, not for any other chayla. So some people, actually, some gersois in the Gemara are different. It says, after it says, sovermino, this whole line, so this parenthesis is omitted, and it said, instead it says, itmar, we learned that hikizdam is different. So for a, a woman who gave birth, the Allah actually is that even in the summer, you're allowed to light a fire, How, uh, even until 30 days. That's all, in other words, although usually we say that till 30 days is not considered a sakana, but for the temperature it is considered a sakana, and for someone who let blood, you can light the fire, but any other ill person, you may not light the fire, you can ask a goy, obviously, but you cannot light the fire yourself, because there's other solutions. 
Now the Gemara is going to bring a few stories which bring out how important it is to be uh, uh, to have a warm temperature after letting blood to the extent that people that needed it had wasted lots of money in order to eat themselves up. Shmuel Tzol Chulei, they once, they once uh, cut up for him, Tak the Shago, a wooden table made out of a very expensive wood called Shago. Rav Yehuda Tzol Rav Yehuda, they also broke for him, a, a, I'm sorry, Shmuel was a, a cheer made out of this Shago. And uh, to Rav Yehuda was a, a table made out of a type of wood called Yoino. The rabbi had a footstool. Also, they're all expensive things, and they, they chopped it up and they lit a fire with it because it was that expensive, that, that important to, to, to have a, a warm temperature after letting blood. How can you break your footstool? You're ruining it. You're, you're wasting money, wasting something which is valuable, which that's not allowed. To ruin my own body is even worse. Odif is, is, is more important for me. It's interesting because if it's Bikoach Nefesh, it's Bikoach Nefesh. You don't have to come to this whole Baltashkis de Gufay Odif. I guess it isn't such a straightforward Bikoach Nefesh, although it must be because if you do Kedun and Shabbos, then, uh, then, then, then obviously it's, 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 it's a Bikoach Nefesh. Unless we'll say that the few minutes that you'll wait to bring wood from elsewhere, that's not Bikoach Nefesh. But that could be a bit harmful for the body. And whenever there's something a bit harmful for the body, then you don't look at baltashkas. When they tell you to finish your plate, so not always really baltashkas means that you should finish your plate because sometimes it's baltashkas to go for you. know, you need to protect your health. Fine. I'm going to have a side thing, not connected, but just later will be connected. It's very important to have shoes. In those days, not everyone had shoes. Many people walked barefoot, especially in the warm countries. But for respectful people, it was considered an embarrassment. So he says, A person should sell even the beams of his roof to buy shoes if he needs to. I don't know if this is like an exaggeration or it's just saying, you know, I, I, I mean, it's so important. It's so embarrassing, says Rashi, to go without shoes. And therefore, even if you have to like sell your roof, I guess live in someone else's house, it's much more important to, to, to have shoes than to have a roof over your head. Um, however, he uh, if you let blood, you don't have food and you must eat after letting blood. Buy the suudu which you need to have after letting blood. It's so important. My which Food is the best after letting blood. Rav Omar Bosser. Rav says meat. Ushmul Omar Yayin. Shmuel says wine. Rav Omar Bosser, wine. Nafsha, cholaf, nafsha. You let out some of your life. So you have to have something which gives life. Something which is from the life of an animal. Something which is, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's going to be a replacement for the blood you were, you were missing. Ushmul Omar Yayin, why? Sunko, cholaf, sunko. You just let out a, a bunch of red fluid from your body. You have to fill it up with something which is red fluid that will replace the needs of that red fluid. Shmuel, David Milso, and Shmuel 
uh, used to do a thing, which means letting blood. They would cook spleen for him. That the Simon Shanim says all the people that were quoting over here. So the first one is Shmuel, that's a shim. That's uh, he used to make, he used to cook, cook spleen. Rabbi Yechanan Shasi, Rabbi Yechanan, that's the nun. He would drink until there would be a smell of wine coming from his ears. Rav Nachman Shasi, Rav Nachman, that's the mem. He would drink at the coffee tochle until his spleen was flooded, was uh, covered with wine. That's an expression how much wine he would drink. Rav Yehissi would drink, that's the Samach of the Shalim, sir, until it would like drip out wine from the hole where they let out blood from. I'm sure it's some sort of way of expressing how much wine it is. I don't think literally wine can spill out from that hole. Rav would look for Rav would look for a specific wine. That's the reish, a wine which was on the tree for three years. The, the, the grape was on the tree for three years. That the grape appeared when there was only like three leaves on the on the on the tree. And I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if. Give me just one second. There are different explanations in this um, three, uh, the three year, three leaf uh, vine. The simplest would be if we say like this, that they they gathered the grapes from the tree and basically it, they made wine and it's three year old wine. And the simon is that the vine that it grew on has produced three new leaves since the grapes were cut from the tree. So that's that's a three-year-old wine. That's the best wine. Fine. Rav Nachman told this Talmidim. I beg you. You must eat well after letting blood to the extent that when you have, when you're letting blood, tell your wife, we have a very important guest today. Our Rebbe, Rav Nachman, is coming to our house. Please prepare some food. Why? So she make a good meal. I said, oh, now I have a good meal. Now I could eat after I let blood, and it'll save me. The Arumi You're not allowed to deceive anyone. besides this type of this 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 the the deception, the shari which is allowed because it's sakonas nefashis. So you're not a, a, like fool your wife. We'll see soon. There's other types. So this is one type. You tell them you know Rav Nachman is coming. Uh, you could say there's a small emistate. Uh, in other words, Rav Nachman is the one who said. Uh, how important it is uh, to, to eat after letting blood, so as if he's coming to my house when I'm following his instructions. But either way, it, although it's not totally straight, you could tell it to your wife in order to save yourself after letting blood. Now I bring a few other examples of deception that you're allowed to do in order to save yourself from letting from, from the second after letting blood. What is it? Man David Milsa, one who let blood. Actually, he doesn't have enough money to buy enough wine to, to, to warm himself up after letting blood. What should he do? Let him take a bad coin, a coin that no one will accept. Let him go to seven different wine stores. And he'd say, listen, I want to buy a cup of wine. Can I taste it first? Because today, he gives him a, you know, a small uh, shot cup, a small kalashka, he tastes it. Okay, very good. Let me buy it. And he gives him the coin. He says, mm, 
No, this coin is no good. Well, I'm sorry. Then he goes to another store. And again, he says, can I please buy some wine? Can I have a taste first? He gives him a small cup. He drinks it. Okay, let me buy it now. It's very good. Mm, this coin is no good. Oh, I'm sorry. And then he goes to the seven stores. I guess they each would give uh, a seventh of a, of a revis. At the time she revisa, that all together will be a revis of wine, and then they will help him from the amount, to give him the amount of wine that he needs from, from letting the blood. Vila, if he doesn't even have that trick, or whatever, he doesn't have that. Leichol, let him eat shav tomorrow uchmus, seven dark dates. Vileishu mishche betzidei, let him put oil on his on his temples. Vinignei b'shimsha, let him sleep under the sun, and again that will warm him up, and that will that will save him from any the cold temperature that could happen as a result of letting blood. Avlate, there was a a goyish. Say a Goyish, a wise man, a Goyish, a sage, whatever you want to call him, a Goyish, a philosopher, which is a friend of Shmuel. He found Shmuel, the Goni B'Shimsha, that he was sleeping under the sun. He said, the wise man of the Jews, is something bad, sleeping under the sun, which is harmful for a person. He considers it as something good. He said, no, it's an exception. I just let blood today, and today I need to warm myself up, so I sleep under the sun. Says the Gemara of Eloi, that was not the real story. There's one day, Bekulashat, in the entire year, that Mali Beishimsha, the sun is good, it's good to sleep under the sun. When is that? The exact day when the season, the summer season begins, the, the, the year is divided to four seasons. And then named on the month, which is in that time, Tishrei, Teves, uh, Nisan, and Tammuz. So when summer season begins, that's when that's when you should uh, in, that's when the sun the sun is perfect and you can sleep under the sun in that, that exact day when the season begins. We have to look on the calendar when the the, the, the season begins. Some say Tzkufas Teves, which in a way would make more sense when the winter season begins. And then I guess it's the coolest. So then it's good to sleep under the sun. The sun, but Shmuel said, If there's something in wisdom that I know, why should I tell it to the Goyish wise man? I'll keep it to myself. Okay. Fine. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel both said, who's not careful in eating after letting blood. Then Hashem is not so careful to provide him the, with the food that he needs to have. Because they say in Shemaim, he's not care, he doesn't care about his own life. And he I should care about his life. Rabbi Shmuel both said, Hayman David Nilsson who let blood, not sit in a place where wind is blowing. Maybe the blood letter had let lots of blood from them. All they have in them. Is the revius of blood which keeps a person alive in the minimum amount of blood? And then a wind can come, can let the, uh, cause the blood to, to, to continue flowing. Shmuel was accustomed to Ovid Milsa, he said, let blood the base of the shovel of in, in a house which had a wall of seven bricks, seven full bricks, each brick. Like in seven rows of full bricks, and each brick was three tfachim wide. 
So you had basically 21 Tfachim, Varicha plus a half a brick, which is another Tefach and a half. So it's 22 and a half Tfachim, that's how thick the wall was around the house to protect them. There should be no wind, no draft coming into the house. Yemachada, one day, Ovad, he made blood blood, and he felt weak. Badak, he checked the house, and he saw that one layer of the house was missing. It was missing that extra tefach and a half. It was only 21 tefachim wide, thick. Not 22 and a half. And therefore, he, he felt it. He felt a difference. Rabbi Shmuel, Dami Tarvayu, Rabbi Shmuel both said, the Haiman David Milsom will let blood, lead to him, let him eat something. Then let him go to the street. If he does not eat anything, he'll bump into a dead body. And then his face will become yellow. He'll bump into someone, uh, to a murderer. Mis, just that muzzle, that situation can cause him to die because he's so weak. If he bumps into a chazer, because Chazerim carried Saras, and since he's not immune, he didn't he let blood and he didn't eat something after, he didn't regain, regain strength, then he can, he's more susceptible to, 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 the, to Saras, and therefore he should eat before in order to protect himself. Okay, so what do we learn over here? We learned it was like this. First of all, we spoke about a, a woman giving birth, a birthing mother that there's different opinions from when until when she's considered as uh, um, so in general we give the rule we always follow the lenient opinion in so there was basically a question when does it start with a corner of a woman giving birth and we have three opinions one is when she's on the birthing stool, one is when it starts bleeding, and one is when she has to be carried, and we follow each one of them, whichever one started first. first. Then there's a question, till when? Three days, seven days, and 30 days. So basically we go like this. Till three days, it's considered that the womb is open, and therefore whether she says she needs, whether she doesn't say she needs, we remachal shams. Until seven days, it depends on her judgment. It depends on the person, and the person herself could know. So we rely on her judgment, whatever she says, we follow. If she says she needs something, we're Mechal Shabbos, otherwise we're not. Until 30 days, we're not Mechal Shabbos. However, we can tell a goy to do a malacha for her, because and any chayla she'in b'sakon, if the entire body is weak, a goy is allowed to do a malacha. However, if we're talking about that she's cold, that's an exception, then we do light a fire until 30 days. Now, there's different opinions whether this applies to any other chayla or not. The Allah, we say, does not apply to another chayla because you could cover them with blankets. Only by a chayla, that it's an inner coldness that we, 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 we allow you to light the fire for her. And another exception, someone who lets blood, which makes him cold from the inside, and therefore we allow to light a fire for, her, for him. Now that we spoke about someone who lets blood, we're talking about different things about him. One, uh, before that, I'm sorry. We spoke about a woman after giving birth to 30 days that to become cold is a second for her. Um, and that, and, and that's why she shouldn't tell you unless she's uh, she's with her husband and uh, they carried uh, Rabbi's wife to him after she told Um Fine. 
that, that was actually before the story of the light, lighting of fire. So when we're going back to lighting of fire for someone who let blood, the Gemara brings examples of different Amiroim which had burnt very expensive things in order to immediately light a fire because it's much more important to immediately warm up than to save these objects. Now you're supposed to eat or drink after letting blood to regain strength, regain warmth. What's the best thing? Either meat or wine. Now, within meat, I guess it depends. If some someone have spleen, some would drink wine and to different extents, lots of wine. Fine. Now, Ram Nachman said that you're allowed to deceive people to save yourself from uh, sakana after letting blood. So, for example, he said that to the Talmudim to tell their wife that he's coming to their house on the day that they're letting blood, so you should have a good meal. Um, then he says another thing, if you want to drink wine, and review some wine in order to warm yourself up. So you can go to different stores with a coin, which will not they will not accept, and try to taste some wine, and they want to buy it, and they say, no, you can't, until you have the right amount that you're safe, but that you're not to deceive people. If you, don't, if you don't have that option, then you take seven dates, and you smear oil on your temples, and then you sleep under the sun, and that uh, warms you up enough. Now, generally, sleeping under the sun is not advised. It's dangerous. Uh, it's only good after letting blood, or one day a year, which in our Gemara says the beginning of summer season, and in the other versions, it says the beginning of the winter season. Fine? And... Then we spoke about that you must eat after letting blood. Otherwise, Hashem says, you're not careful about your life. Why should I be careful about you? And you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be in a place where a wind is blowing after letting blood. Because it might let more blood, and it could be you have the minimal amount of blood. So a, a bit less blood is the corner. And Shmuel was very familiar with how thick the wall has to be until the fact that if, if in order to save him from a draft, to the extent that if it was a bit less, he, rec- he felt it, he felt the difference. Now, you, they also mentioned you're supposed to eat something right away before you leave the house, because if you meet something which, with a bad, something, some bad connotation, then it can have a bad effect. A dead person can have a bad effect, a murderer can have an effect, or a chazer could have an effect, and therefore you should eat something after letting blood.